Hello and welcome back to Sounds of the Sanctuary, the second series of the podcast from Red Wings Fourth Sanctuary. My name is Jude and over the next five episodes, me and my colleagues from across Red Wings are going to take you on a tour and catch you up on what's been happening here at the Sanctuary since our last series. Each episode will bring you updates from some of our newly rescued horses and donkeys and you are going to meet some of the staff and supporters who make what we do here at Red Wings possible. And with us currently caring for over 1,500 horses, ponies, donkeys and mules, we simply couldn't do it without them. Much like last series, each episode will be accompanied by a sister podcast called Field Notes, where I will sit down with some of our experts to explore topics that we touch on in Sounds of the Sanctuary in more detail. Make sure to click subscribe wherever you download your podcast so you never miss an episode. So today... I think it's only right that we kick off series two of the podcast by finding out more about a mother-son pair who I think it's safe to say have captured hearts not only here at Red Wings but across the UK and even royalty but there'll be more on that later. I am of course talking about Majesty and her foal monarch. Majesty's story at Red Wings began in February when she came into our care. The previous November Majesty had been found trapped in some railings in the central reservation in a road near Tilbury Docks in Essex. It appeared she had been hit by a car and she had a broken nose and injuries to her chest. Majesty received immediate veterinary care and was then looked after in a private boarding establishment while attempts were made to secure her future. Her microchip revealed that she was 11 years old but that it was sadly not registered, meaning no owner could be traced. On top of all this, Lovely Majesty was also in foal, so Red Wings was approached to offer her a safe and secure future for her and her baby too. We named her Majesty in honour of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. This episode was recorded before we heard the sad news that Her Majesty the Queen had passed away. Everyone at Red Wings will remember the Queen fondly for her passion for horses and her patronage of equine welfare organisations. We hope you enjoy hearing about Majesty and we would like to think that she continues to be a very fitting tribute to our late Queen. In April, we were blessed with the arrival of a beautiful, strong cult foal who from day one stood out as, quite frankly, he was huge. With such a strapping young foal to name and in keeping with our royal theme, he could only really be monarch, couldn't he? Mare and Foal spent their first weeks quietly bonding at our specialist reception centre, home to all of our new arrivals. Now, here at Red Wings, we don't breed, so the only foals that we have in our care are either ones that have been rescued or are born at Red Wings to rescued mares. But that's not to say that on the rare occasion that that, you know, that does happen and we have foals born, that we're not guilty of getting a little bit of foal fever. They're very cute, they're normally very beautiful and it's a real privilege for us to see them grow up. And in these next clips, you're going to hear Jenny, who you might remember from the previous series, and our colleague Georgia, as they thought they would take you on the hoof, so to speak, 
With them, when they followed Majesty and Monarch as they moved from reception centre to our sanctuary farm. Now, I'm not saying they were excited. I'll let you decide that from the tone of their voice. But I hope you enjoy this little piece of podcast magic as we take you back in time to May and along for the ride as we hear the pair move into their new home. Well, it is an absolutely beautiful day here at Hapton headquarters near Norwich. Um, I'm walking around the farm with Georgia. Hi, Georgia. Hi. And Georgia and I are off to do something quite exciting today. Um, Georgia, do you want to tell everybody what we're up to? Uh, So today we are off to see our lovely baby monarch moving to a new site where he's going to go on grass for the first time, which is very, very exciting. It's super exciting. And in fact, um, we're recording this just ahead of the Queen's Jubilee celebrations. So what a perfect time for him to be going out on grass. It's going to be so lovely and it's such a lovely day for him. And uh, yeah, he's just going to, he's going to be so pleased. <laughs> so we will be bringing you an update uh, shortly and uh, we'll head over to see Monarch. So Georgia and I have now arrived. We've just seen Monarch and Majesty loading over at our reception centre. They loaded really well in the end, didn't they? Yeah, he was a really brave boy. He worked out that ramp nice and quickly, bless him. He did, yeah. So they are en route here. We're ahead of them. We're just waiting for them to arrive. It's Very so exciting. exciting. <laughs> and all the all the team at our site here are really excited that Monarch's coming to stay as well. So, Georgia, monarch on grass. Oh, it was adorable. It was everything. <laughs> it honestly was amazing. Um, Majesty and monarch were so good on the horse box and unloaded really quietly at their new home, trotted out onto the grass. And they were really good, yeah, and all their new neighbours were so excited to meet them. It was really, really sweet. magic of podcasting we go from june to the end of july where myself and georgia went back to the farm that the pair live at to have a catch-up with chloe who is a team leader there and she told us what a change for majesty and monarch and we got to catch up with them in their life now and we are catching up with a very special resident now who is our lovely foal monarch he is looking rather different now he's still a very big boy you've lost all your foal fluff haven't you my man and he's sort of going a lovely bay brownie color but definitely still you know got his four white socks and his lovely white blaze but you're changing color and you're getting really tall so what we must first touch upon is obviously he's with his mum majesty but he's got two new friends so chloe could you tell us about his new friends and how that came to be so he's got a little friend called Periwinkle and his other friend's called Cree and I like to think they're all probably going to grow up and be the same kind of build. But his two friends, we thought he needed some friends to play with. Um, so we gave him two big brothers, basically, um, and that is how they act. They play around all the time, as much as possible, and 
Monarch isn't asleep. Yeah, as we walked <laughs> over, Monarch was, was laying flat out asleep, but he's got up now because he's curious about what we're doing, so we might even see some playtimes. Yes. <laughs> they literally disintegrated in like they'd known each other. Um, he Pre was obsessed with him. He just followed him around endlessly, just staring at him. Like he didn't quite know what it was, but he was going to be friends with him. Um, Periwinkle took a little bit of adjusting because he wasn't the baby anymore. Oh, um, so you had to you had to be the grown up responsible one he did. now. He's yes. got to be good, haven't yes. you? Um, but they're all good friends now, so yeah, that's we'll see. Hopefully. And do you think Majesty's quite glad to have someone for him to play with because that gives her a few minutes peace? Yeah, so yes. So she, she's now got a bit of breathing space so yeah. she can go off and do her own thing sometimes when yes. she's not being bugged by a baby yeah. <laughs> it. we've seen we've seen videos and we've shared some videos on our on our social media of him sort of badgering her so <laughs> you can imagine that she's just grateful to have be like go and play with your you know your big brothers yeah and exactly. leave me leave me be for a bit he's got big ears he does he's, he's got, gonna be a big baby yes <laughs> he's got ears that he needs to grow into still hasn't he he does he's very cute <laughs> yes so Majesty and Monarch moved here from our reception centre where they'd been, obviously that was all Monarch had ever known since he was born. How was it when they first arrived? Honestly, she had a little run around, obviously baby had a little run around as well, and then they put their heads down and ate grass. <laughs> <laughs> and it was about as exciting as it got. Yeah. Um, they, he was obsessed with everyone that was around him because obviously he hadn't yes. had that many friends before. Yes. And now he had lots of friends. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then obviously we brought them up here and it was the first time we'd actually left the field with them yeah and they walked up there like they'd done it every day yeah um, obviously we led majesty and monarch then ran with her yeah as a friend um, and they came straight up here without an issue yeah and she's i mean she, majesty seems super settled she's currently watching there's something going on the other side <laughs> of the field that i think she thinks might have food involved yes, so yes. she's sort of <laughs> making sure that no one else is getting snacks if she's not getting some as well um but she seems yeah super relaxed super settled seems like what a lovely environment for mum and baby to to be in and super peaceful so for the team quite nice to have a foley around to look after yeah i mean most of the guys here hadn't had foals before and yeah obviously when they first got here that was what everybody was going to they'd all spend five ten minutes up there just cuddling him yes he obviously is not afraid of people and he yes. will quite happily yes. stand there for a cuddle yes um but everyone loves him and is obsessed with him and obviously yeah. majesty is a very good mum she'll let us play with him but she'll decide when that's enough yep. and walk off enough is enough yeah <laughs> but we've seen we've had girl. clips of him helping yes. with some of the jobs yes. around around the, around the field um so he's just a yeah, typical baby curiosity can i help you with this can i eat it <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much oh. <laughs> we gave him a ball and he loved that he would throw it around and all sorts yes but he's very curious baby yes and now he's got two real life friends to play with hasn't he periwinkle <laughs> yes yes you're both very handsome boys we are. yeah we've got so you're lovely bright bay aren't you you're sniffing my microphone good boy yes and then Cree is a lovely sort of dark yeah. dark bay very handsome <laughs> if monarch grows up to be like you yeah He'll be set. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. what a credit to your team as well that he's yes. so happy. Yeah. He is happy, bless him. Super job. Thank you very much. So, we are now in the field with Mr. Monarch, who doesn't resemble the little chap I saw last time. He is now, I mean, stood next to him. His ears are pretty much at my head height. So he, you know, that gives you a bit of a picture of how big, how big this, this young man has now got. 
So I'm also joined today by Georgia, who works with me in the communications team, because we've come over to get some pictures. Now, Georgia, you met Monarch when he was two weeks old. Yes, I did, yeah. And you saw him when he first moved over here. So I wonder, as someone who's sort of seen him grow up, how would you describe him now? He's a lot darker than he was and massive. He's huge, absolutely massive. Bless him. He's nearly as big as his mum, uh, which is amazing. He was a big baby, but even now he's massive. And yeah, he's a lovely, lovely dark bay. He's still got his fluffy little light coloured tail though, which is really sweet. And he just seems a lot more settled. Yes. Uh, as a baby, he was very, very energetic. And, and he seems a bit more, a bit more relaxed. Now yes. he's in here with his brothers. The lads. <laughs> the yeah, lads. The really? lads. Yes. Why? And so you are here getting some content for our various social media platforms what was the reaction to monarch you know out there in the world oh people loved monarch they really enjoyed him it was such a lovely story that he was born happy and healthy and that him and majesty are doing so well and i think everyone really loved that majesty is also happy and she's doing really well and obviously he is almost the king of tiktok isn't he one of his tiktoks went super was super super popular can you tell me a little bit about that as well yeah so um it was actually jude who sort of had the idea that you know one of those ideas <laughs> i have i think it was a thursday afternoon where i was like oh i know what we could do and um so we obviously majesty when she came in it was the queen's jubilee year and we thought right in in fitting of that we named her majesty and then monarch was born and we obviously needed a suitably you know, regal sounding name, and uh, we love the fact they'd be Eminem as well. But I was like, we should write and tell the Queen. So um, we wrote, we wrote to the Queen. We let her know that he'd been born safe and well, and that obviously we'd we'd named them to mark her jubilee celebrations. We got a lovely letter in reply, and then over to Georgia here, who turned it into a TikTok. Yes, we made a lovely little video, just a short little video, uh, just telling all our followers the lovely news that uh, the Queen knew about him and his mum, and she was really pleased, and she wished him well, and wished everyone at the sanctuary well, which was just a really, really lovely thing to receive, um, and everyone online really liked yeah. it too. It went yeah. down really well, and I think it's just such a happy little story yes. that everyone just really, yes. really enjoyed it. Yeah. He's such a lovely boy. So we're having some scratches. We're giving him a wither scratch, so just at the base of his neck. And that seems to be hitting a good spot. You can, you can always tell if, you, if you're getting a good scratchy spot because quite often their top lip will sort of start to quiver and they purse it a bit and they sort of stretch their head and neck out at a funny angle. And, um, and you can just tell they're sort of leaning into it and they're like, oh yes, that's, you know, that's it, that's the spot. So, um, so yeah, it turns out you like a scratch, don't you, my man? Hey? means it's time for our new feature which is going to appear in some of the episodes in this series what have maintenance made our maintenance team play an important role here at red wings maintaining our facilities for our residents our staff and our visitors too there's not much they can't turn their hands to so now jenny is catching up with team leader carl about one job that is always sure to keep them busy 
So I'm over in the maintenance shed today and the weather is gorgeous here at Hampton. It's really lovely. Birds are outside, the sun is shining and I've come in to have a catch up with Carl, who's the team leader in the maintenance team. Hi, Carl. Hello. Carl, do you want to tell us a little bit about your role here at Red Wings and what you do? Yeah, I'm a senior team leader and um, basically what I do, I give uh, all the lads on the team their jobs each yeah. day. So you know what they're doing and yeah. um, send them on their way, basically. Oh, excellent. I bet there's a wide variety of jobs that you loads have to do. Loads of jobs. Yeah. Absolutely loads. You're always a busy team, aren't you? Yes, we are. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a few questions today about our um, fence situation at Red Wings, because obviously we have loads of horses in our care across all our sanctuary sites. And that must mean that there's miles and miles of fences around all our sanctuary there sites indeed. as well. Yeah. Yeah, so that must be quite a big job here at Red Wings. Huge job. At least yeah. 80% of all our work is our fencing, so yeah. Is huge. it really? Yeah. Wow. I guess the summer is the busiest time um, for fixing fences. How many fences do you think you fix across uh, that time? Between all the teams, around about three, 300 to 400. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's a crazy. lot. So, really busy job. Um, yeah, across everywhere. What kind of resources do you need for fixing fences? Um, for our big, uh, our long fence lines, we uh, use a post rammer. We, okay. uh, we have um, two on the back of tractors that we use on various sites. Yeah. And we have a track rammer as well. Uh, one of those, I think, has been in one of our TikTok videos. It has indeed. Yeah, yeah where um, you and Carl, Foreman Carl, were fixing fences. Yeah, so. that was just one post that was. Yeah, so, so that, was, that was quite fun to watch, actually. And you, you fixed it quite quickly. It's yeah, it doesn't take too long. Right? Ten minutes, you know with the rails and one post yeah it doesn't yeah. take too long at all so if any of our listeners want to have a look at you in action they can pop over to tiktok and see that video yes they can indeed good fun excellent well carl it's brilliant to catch up with you thanks so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule no problem at all and i'm outside with carl and carl from the maintenance team one spelt with a k and one with a c um carl with a k uh, would you like to tell us what you're out here repairing today? Uh, yeah, we're just repairing a bit of fencing, which um, one of our horsey residents has just broke, um, which is, well, fencing repairs and fencing in general makes up a good 80% of our um, our work here on the maintenance team. So um, we've just got to keep them all, all the horses really where they should be. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of very essential work, isn't it? And there are miles and miles of fencing around all our sanctuary sites across the UK. So, yeah, definitely a busy job for you all. Yeah, it definitely keeps us busy. Definitely, definitely. Fab, thank you. You can carry on hammering. So as well as loads of fencing, I'm guessing you go through loads of nails as well. <laughs> we do yeah, we do go through a fair few um well, fair few thousands I reckon. Yeah, it um, must be. Some of these as we do, we do some of these manually, but we also have nail guns as well, which we do when we do the bigger fence lines. Um, so yeah, we do go through a fair, fair few thousand. So I'm guessing not all fencing comes in the perfect size that's needed either. So often you have to measure up and chop, chop the panels down. Yeah, well, depending on the ground conditions as well, because we um, we ram all our fence posts into the ground. If it hits a stone or a root, the posts can move. So we end up having to cut a lot of our rails to fit where the posts have actually fallen, so to speak. And there you have it. 
In future episodes, we'll be catching up again with the team, including some that aren't called Carl, to find out more about the work that their team do behind the scenes here at Red Wings. And now for our final feature in this week's episode, Liam, our senior press officer here at Red Wings, sits down with Bella, who is senior social media manager for Spillers. Now, Spillers is a horse food company that have supported Red Wings for many years. This summer, they've launched a new initiative to support us even further. And I'm going to hand over to these two to explain more. So I'm joined by Bella Fricker from Spillers, who've launched an exciting campaign to help overweight horses and add some weight to Red Wings funds as well. Bella, what's all this about? So the Spillers Slimmers Club was launched last year. We're aiming to tackle equine obesity, which is a growing concern, not only in the UK, but you know across the world, really. So the kilos to pounds concept is a way to incentivise horse owners to help their horses to lose weight. So the idea is that as owners track their horse's weight loss, we have a tally that's counting up the the kilos lost. The target is 100,000 kilos. And when we reach our target, we will give a donation to Red Wings of 5,000 pounds. Oh, we're so grateful for the support as well, Bella. So how important and why why are overweight horses such a big issue? What's What are the problems around that? So being overweight does have a, a number of health risks. Um, the ones people most commonly think of are, are laminitis. And of course, that is an issue too. But there are a number of other issues related to obesity. Simple things like um, excess wear and tear on the joints just by carrying around the extra weight. Reduced heat tolerance, especially when we've been having so much hot weather and, and we're going to continue to have that. That's another big issue. And other clinical conditions, you know, it's a predisposed factor to things like EMS uh, so it is it's really key to try to keep our horses at a healthy weight. It's quite interesting to have a feed company taking yeah. this kind of position yeah. uh, which you know basically saying that you know horses perhaps should be watching what they eat. Yeah I know yeah so at Spillers we we have our I guess our slogan our messaging is your partners in care and we truly believe in that so all the advice that we give out we are trying to do what is best for the horse so the majority of horses do maintain weight really well on forage alone but yet most horses are not going to need a significant amount of hard feed to maintain their weight they are going to maintain their weight well on forage so we advocate feeding a balancer which will um, ensure that they're getting the vitamins and minerals they need without excess calories and that balances the vitamins and minerals they wouldn't be getting from their forage. We've actually had a horse go around the five star at badminton on one of our balancers and some chaff. So honestly if they can do it you can do it too. Of course there's going to be horses that do need more calories and they are going to need more from their feed to support their weight but the majority of horses really just don't need it and they are going to do really well making sure they're getting their vitamins and minerals and and that's it really we don't need them to be having buckets and buckets of feed. How's kilos to pounds going so far? Yes, it's going well, actually. So the, the Slimmers Club um, has been great. It's been growing at a nice steady rate. And we've had lots of people sharing their before and afters photos in that group. So we've been picking up on that and say, oh, come on, please make sure you track your kilos on the tracker. I can't remember where we're up to in the tally, but I think we're over a third of the way there now. So we've got a bit more of a push. But um, yeah, it's going well, I think. It's good. And um 
you've given Red Wings a lot of support. Villas has worked really closely with Red Wings for a number of years now. Yes. Can you tell us a bit about some of the previous support that you've given to Red Wings? Um, they are our chosen charity that we that we you know work with. I think in recent years we've done quite a lot around feeding the senior horse. Um, Spillers actually invests a lot in research and scientific um, studies for supporting older horses, well all horses, but we've done quite a lot recently in senior horses and horses with laminitis and obesity. These are sort of our three key research areas um, and I know that we've we've used some Red Wings ponies as part of that. We, I'm trying to think what else we've we've done the senior range that got endorsed by the Red Wings vet, um, your vet Nicola Jarvis. So we worked with her to bring out the senior range and make sure that you, we got an independent veterinary approval on those. Again, using the research we know to produce those feeds to make sure they are up to date with the latest thinking in terms of horse nutrition. We have those great weight tapes that I think we've been producing together for oh, a long time. Weight tapes, yes, yeah, we did collaborate on the weight tapes. Those were before my time, so they have been going for a long while. Yeah, so we've got the co-branded Spillers and Red Wings weigh tapes, which we give out for free to people. And I know that you give them out to your guardians as well, don't you? To support people being able to track their horse's weight. Um, we have a Weighbridge service, but it's not always practical to have a six monthly weigh and you need to be able to do more frequent checks. Um, we really advocate body condition scoring, but the weigh tapes are a great way to have a standardised measure. So we say that they're only about 80% accurate typically but if you're using them regularly and we say every two weeks then it's a good gauge to just keep doing it and if you need any advice on how to use them or you want to get one just go to our website and um, there's guides and there's I think there's even a video on how to how to weigh tape your horse and just contact us or Red Wings and we can arrange for a weigh tape to be sent out to you. How can people find out more about getting involved with kilos to pounds? So on our website, there is a um, landing page that's the Spillers Slimmers landing page. And on there, there is a um, link through to the tracker where you can actually see the totalizer, which is quite fun to see. We update it once a week. So you can keep checking back and seeing how much money has been raised for Red Wings. And also on the Slimmers Club on Facebook, which is our group, which we have as a support group. And we aim for it to be quite a peer to peer level support group. So we try not to get involved and try not to to control the conversations too much but we are always there checking to make sure the advice is correct and um you know adding in bits and bobs and sharing links to articles and things as well and the the kilos to pounds totalizer we share quite often in that group as well so you'd be able to find it i'm sure in the group thank you so much bella thank you for all of the support that spillers okay. gives to us here at red wings we're very grateful brings us nicely onto the topic of this week's Field Notes episode. This week, I sit down with Red Wings' Head of Veterinary Care, Nikki Jarvis, and we chat about the importance of horses keeping the correct weight, and she shares some of her wisdom from overseeing that very thing here at Red Wings. It's a very honest and open conversation, and perfect inspiration if you have a horse of your own, or are involved in the care of equines, so do give it a listen. All that's left for me to do now is to say thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed catching up with Baby Monarch and some looks into bits of life at Red Wings you might not have even thought about. Join us next week for even more and don't forget to hit subscribe so you know when our next episode is out. See you soon! Music.